Alrighty then, let's get into it. Hair is fine. Okay. Um. <clears throat> if you're a store owner or a media buyer trying to manage ads right now in 2021, you know that the days of getting lucky with scaling your campaigns are gone. And you have to have a really good structure in order for you to actually scale your campaigns beyond uh, the you know $100 a day mark. What's up guys, Nikita from aspectagency.com. And today I'm gonna to be showing you the campaign structure, the actually the exact campaign structure that I use with my clients that helps them reach over seven figures a year in revenue. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. So let's go, uh, okay. So actually, let's switch to the computer. So here we are in my computer, and I'm going to go ahead and show you exactly the campaign structure that I use uh, for all of my clients. Uh, so starting off with the first thing, and this is not even a campaign that we're going to be using for, uh, you know, advertising. This is what's called a staging campaign, and a staging campaign is very important because here is where we put all of the ads that we're about to run into and this not only helps us keep all of our ads organized but at the same time it helps uh, boost the posts um, at the same time while we're testing them which we'll get into a little bit later and what do I mean by boost since we set up all of our ads in the staging campaign when we we're actually launching our ads for testing or scaling we use the post ID and when we use the post ID we use that same exact post ID on multiple audiences when we're testing them so that means that one post with that same exact ad copy and ad creative starts to get more and more social engagement and more social proof. So that way when we're about to add it into the scaling campaign, it already has so much social proof that we don't really have to do any engagement campaigns and that we can just run it off and that social proof is actually gonna help sell uh, whatever product we're selling. And again, this goes for both lead gen and e-commerce, uh, but so far we're mainly using it for e-commerce in this case scenario. So we have one for top of funnel where we have staging all top of funnel uh, creative and copy. Then we have middle of funnel where we have middle of funnel creative and copy. And then we have our bottom of funnel where you guessed it, we stage all of our bottom of funnel creative and copy. So this is basically helps us keep all of our accounts organized and helps keeps all of our campaigns and ads organized because you know, you can just cut it where I said organized. And the thing is, I broke I broke this down even further in an earlier video, which you can go ahead and you know click the link above up below or down down below, uh, where I broke down exactly how I structure all of my staging campaigns, as well as structuring the actual nomen the, the actual naming conventions behind each campaign and and how everything is named. Next up is the actual campaigns, and as you can see, we're using a top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of funnel uh, campaign structure. So we use this, but into a more higher degree. So let's go ahead and break down top of funnel first. So here is our top of funnel, and we have top of funnel. Uh, top of funnel specifically has four different campaigns. So we have a phase one, a phase two, phase three, and, in, and a phase 
not a phase four, but it's called an engagement campaign. So phase one, uh, this is mainly responsible for doing all audience testing. So anytime we have this, actually, so phase one is responsible for all audience testing. And what I mean by that is we use proven creative and proven copy to test out different audiences. This means we only have one variable to test for, and that's audience. Uh, that means no other variables could be responsible for, you know, pushing the bar or, um, you know, or pushing the needle and making sure that we're getting conversions through that audience being that variable only. Phase two is exactly the same except for it's flipped. You know, we use all of our proven audiences here uh, with new copy or new creative combinations. And this is where we find out whether the copy is driving, is pushing the needle or, um, or the creative is pushing the needle. And as you can see here, we also have a, a diagram uh, to show you which like roughly barometer we use when finding out whether a creative or a audience or a copy is proven. So we use the 10 conversions at CPA as the, you know, the baseline. So if we're testing for a new audience and that audience has 10 conversions at CPA, that means it's a winner. Uh, and that means we can move it on to our, you know, bulk or that's where, that's where we can move it on to, you know, possibly using it in a phase three, which I'll explain in a second. Phase two, same thing. If we're testing out, you know, proven audiences with new copy or creative and that new copy and creative got 10 conversions at CPA or ideally below CPA, that's when we would consider it a winner. And when we take four to five proven audiences that are winners and then four to five proven creative copy combinations that are winners, that's when we set up a phase three. And phase three is the only campaign that we utilize CBO in top of funnel, aside from engagement, obviously, uh, because this is not conversions driven. All of these are conversions driven because we're only here for conversions. We're not here to get clicks or we're not here to get video views. It's all conversion based. And phase one is ABO based, mainly there to have a specific budget run and make sure that all the ad sets are getting proper budget and they're being tested proper or tested to the full extent extent same thing with phase two and phase three that's when we can let facebook do more uh optimizations because we already have winners in both audiences creative and copy so that is the structure that we utilize for all top of funnel ads and top of funnel audiences and top of funnel creatives etc moving on to middle of funnel now middle of funnel is similar because we're still you know segmenting things out but on a more ad set level basis you know middle of funnel we have two separate things here we have include exclude um and include is basically uh i just realized i didn't go over the engagement campaign so let's run that back um, cut this out and let's go ahead and uh just go back up to here now, lastly, the engagement campaign is mainly there to serve the phase three campaign. So like I mentioned earlier, you know, the reason we stage cam stage campaigns is to make them more organized and at the same time build social proof. Now, once we have those four to five proven creatives in the phase three campaign, uh, we put those same exact four to five creatives into an engagement campaign. And we mainly do this to build up more and more social proof because that increased engagement is going to have a significant impact on decreasing our CPMs, cost per milli, uh, which is cost per 1,000 people reached, 
and increase our click-through rate because you know, when you're scrolling down the feed, are you more likely to click on an ad that has a thousand likes on the ad or a uh, thousand likes and like a hundred comments or an ad that has like one like, no comments? You'd go with the other one because it already has so much social proof and people already responded to that ad. So this is where the engagement campaign is super important once you launch the phase three. Moving on to middle of funnel. Now, middle of funnel is broken down into multiple ad sets here, so it's still segmented, uh, but at the same time, we're including these audiences and we're excluding these audiences in all of our middle of funnel ad sets. So when I mean by ad sets, all of these individual things are their own ad sets. Uh, and this is where you include your middle of funnel audience or middle of funnel ads, a middle of funnel creative and copy that you test out on middle of funnel specifically. And here is where we use, you know, Website visitors segmented to 7, 15, 30, 60, 90, and 180 days. Obviously, we don't have every single ad set segmented this way. We usually do anywhere between first, first day to 15th day or first to 30th day, uh, 30th to 90th day, and then 90th to 180th day. So it's segmented three ways. You know, it is all relative to how much traffic you're actually getting. If you're getting, if you're spending more than like $10,000 a day, then you should have these things properly segmented because you're getting so much traffic that it actually matters how your messaging is segmented between those days. Same thing going with Facebook and Instagram engagers. Very important, very underlooked audience. So we're highly recommend including this segmented as well. Obviously you'd wanna ha have it, have a little, as little a segmentation as possible in the beginning and then slowly start to expand it as you start to increase your budget and as you start to get more traffic. Uh, these segmentations come in very handy once you're actually once you actually have a phase three going going on and spending hundreds of dollars a day in ads. Same thing with video viewers. Video viewers, same thing segmented. And lastly, we can't forget email list subscribers. A uh, lot a lot of people forget to retarget their own email list subscribers. If you have Clavio, it's very useful. You can just integrate it to, into your audiences and have everything automatically flow in there. If you don't have Clavio or Mailchimp or whatever, you can just manually upload that list once a week or so, so that way you can keep retargeting those email subscribers with your ads. Um, and then we would want to also in, keep this segmented by excluding purchasers 180 days, view content 180 days, and add to cart 180 days. And this is mainly to help keep this list only people that are a little bit familiar with the brand that you're advertising, but not so much that you know they're already about to buy because if they viewed the product or if they add it to cart, uh, they're definitely interested. So one of the last things here is bottom of funnel. And bottom of funnel is obviously hot retargeting. This is warm retargeting, middle of funnel. Bottom of funnel is hot retargeting. And this is where we want to target the most hottest buyers and only including those people. So this is add to cart segmented, uh, viewed, content se uh, viewed content segmented. Uh, I don't know why I have engagers in here. View, con <laughs> view content segmented and initiate checkout segmented. And then excluding purchasers. Obviously, what's the point of bottom funnel if we're also targeting purchasers? Otherwise, your whole funnel is going to be messed up. So same thing as we brought up here where we would want to segment those audiences. We can keep them all clumped up uh, in the beginning. But as we move forward, we can go ahead and segment them out as we start to spend more money and as we have more traffic flowing through Facebook. Uh, and lastly, this is one of the things that most people actually overlook. And this is a very, um, you know, secretive campaign that we use. And it's very effective and it's called a bottom of funnel cross sell campaign and what this does is it's basically 
retargeting people that have already purchased and you're basically upselling, cross-selling, or downselling them specific products in your lineup that don't specifically pertain to your offer. And those products are, I don't know, they could be one-offs, they could be low sellers, or you could be, you know, bumping up if you're selling like, I don't know, like one set of jeans, and if you want them to buy another pair of jeans for half off, this is where you would do it, and this is where you would cross-sell them. Um, you can have different offers segmented throughout the different uh, days of, of the audience. So like if they purchase within seven days, you can give them a hot offer to buy the same thing for like 75% off, uh, not 25% off. 15 days, it could be a different offer. 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, etc. Could all be different offers. Now, this is basically the exact structure that we've helped get our clients to seven figures and up. And honestly, it's a it's clockwork and it's a machine because you know you set everything up in staging uh you start testing everything in phase one phase two and then phase three is running at scale spending hundreds of dollars a day and then all the creative and all the audiences uh that you test in phase two and phase one while phase three is running they all feed back into the phase three once certain audiences and creatives start to burn out engagement helps you know drive down cpm and increase ctr uh, middle of funnel obviously self-explanatory uh, middle of funnel and bottom of funnel are self-explanatory because they just genuinely help you get more conversions of people that might have bought but didn't buy. And then bottom of funnel just utilizes the brand equity that you already have to upsell them on future products. Now, that's pretty much it for the campaign structure. If you're a store owner and you want to increase your store monthly revenue by another extra fifty dollars to $100,000, uh, in re monthly recurring revenue while also decreasing your CPA. Uh, let's go ahead and hop on a scaling initiative call where we can see what Aspect can do for you and how we can help you scale. The link is down in the description below. And that's pretty much it for the video. If you like the video, hit the like button. If you have any questions regarding you know, Facebook campaign structure or e-commerce marketing overall, leave a comment down below and I'll be sure to answer it. And I'll see you guys in the next video.